Boop boop. Boop 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 boop. Boop. Welcome to Are They Drunk in There? <laughs> I'm Christina. And I'm Emily. And this is a podcast about wine and food and science and whatever else we feel like talking about. And friends. <laughs> yes. And t- today I have my sidekicks on the podcast. Yes, the big fluffy pups. So I'm eating at my desk, and of course, my dogs are very helpful. But what are you drinking tonight? Um. Oh, okay. So I am drinking a another local Washington wine. Gotta uh, do one, it. Yeah, we're, but I think we're both doing white tonight. Uh, this one is Sleight of Hand Cellars, and it's their... Um, Enchantress 2019 Chardonnay, and it's from the Yakima Valley, which is, if you're ever out in the Washington area, it's uh, about four hours southeast of Seattle. Um, Definitely a fun time, uh, and I would highly suggest uh, if you need a wine weekend and don't want to spend a million dollars in Napa, good place to go. Uh, But yeah, Mm -hmm. the wine's good. Um, Definitely like a um, Wednesday night wine or Tuesday night. Mm -hmm. How about you? Um, So I have a La Crema Pinot Gris is what it hmm. says. It's like Greek, but instead of Grigio. And then um, it's called a Monterey. The name of it is Monterey, and it's 2019. Um, it's pretty good. Uh, I would say it's like nice, light, and crisp, which is nice. But um, there is a couple of bitter notes in there for me that I get on the back end. But otherwise, I feel like I could drink it again for sure, even though white is not my favorite. Yeah, definitely high marks on that one. Um, okay, but anyway, what are we talking about today? You know, today we're going to be talking about some kitchen gadgets, and not just any kitchen gadgets, the good, the bad, the ugly, and then potentially we're going to sprinkle in a couple of guilty pleasures at the end. <laughs> yeah, so let's kick it off. How are we putting these into categories, would you say? <laughs> okay, so Emily and I talked about this like a, a couple weeks ago and how we wanted to define each of these categories because, of course, what we might think is good, you might not think is good, but, you know, these are all opinions. But um, Spoiler alert! <laughs> <laughs> so um, good is a... So we, we decided to go for like actual gadgets that you could pick up. So like you're, you won't hear anything about your ovens or microwave or whatever in here. We're talking more so like the smaller gadgets that you can purchase and put on your countertop. Um, we also um, just define good as like things that we like, things that we use on a regular basis. Bad. Um, those were some that like we could see the use of them, but probably don't necessarily need them in your life. And then um, ugly is you literally don't ever buy this. It's not, <laughs> you don't need it. It's the probably the most useless thing other than taking up space in your cabinet. And then finally, our guilty pleasures at the end, which are just things that Emily and I know that nobody needs, but we just love them. So... <laughs> gosh they may fall in the bad category right because there's really no use for them but like we love them so guilty pleasures do you want to kick it off with one of the ones from your good category sure Ooh, now i don't know mine are already like hot takes <laughs> <laughs> oh god yeah um i don't know i i mean for me Number one best gadget that you can have in your kitchen is a really good sharp knife. So with a knife, you got to also have a good sharpener. Like, 
So when Emily and I first uh, went to college and we moved in together, my mom treated us with a very nice Vustoff knife. And um, it's a chef knife and we use it all the time. And I think I still have that knife and I loved it so much. I bought a second one. So <laughs> with that, we got a knife sharpener. And I think Joe and I basically only buy Wustoff knives now because they're sharpenable. You're not going to break them like some of the thinner Japanese knives. I just, I love them. What about you? So <laughs> I know that I should have good knives, but I don't. <laughs> like one day when I have an actual house and I'm going to be around forever and don't have to worry about like losing things in the move, maybe I'll get some. Um, I have knives that are somewhat sharp and then I have Ooh. knives that are not so sharp and then I've got <laughs> knives that I don't use uh, <laughs> that just kind of carry around. Um, if you have any idea on how to get rid of knives, let me know. I think you're supposed to like tape them up in a box and put them in the trash or recycling. I don't even know, but it's just anyway. Um, but I have a knife sharpener that I don't use. And I don't use it because it's from QVC. And mm -hmm. I don't even know how I got it. You don't even hold it. It's got a suction cup on the bottom. Oh my gosh, no, I've never it. seen it. <laughs> <laughs> so, so let me describe this to people. Okay. <laughs> but it looks almost like if you've ever seen one of those mini cheesecakes, that's the shape of it. It's like wider at the bottom, but it's cylindrical sort of but anyway and it has these it has this little handle thing and the handle's maybe like an inch long and a suction cup on the bottom and you are supposed to put it on the counter and like like pull this handle so it like suctions to the counter and then it has these two little um triangles of uh steel i guess at the top and you're supposed to like run the knife through it but my problem is I don't want to get all those knife shavings like on my counter. I don't know. I'm scared of weird things and eating knife shavings off of my counter after I sharpen my knives or one of them. But maybe if I actually got like a knife sharpener. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. We so to add to like the knife sharpener, I forgot about this until you mentioned your weird knife sharpener. So our dad <laughs> got our mom this like knife sharpener that she never used because you actually had to like hold it and then you just kind of like slice mm. the blade through it and it worked for a little while but then I started noticing like some little like nicks in my knives and so I bought us this three-tiered knife sharpener that does like large blades and then fine blades and then at the end you can like hone your blades and you just like pass it through 10 times it's um it's basically like two rolling um like grinding stones and they like roll together and you can like run your knife through it uh gosh I got one for mom too for Christmas because we probably use it at least like once uh every other week if not once a week just to have like sharp knives and it's been great like there's nothing like using a non-serrated knife to slice through a tomato like <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah we I I read somewhere that there's when you hone a knife I think that's when you just straighten the blade Right. And then to sharpen it, it's like a different thing. So those things that people have where it's like a, it looks like a very thin candlestick, but it's made out of steel and you, you know, you see all the fancy chefs going back and forth, like hitting their knife against it. That I guess is to sh straighten the blade. And then the other one is like to sharpen it or something like that. Hmm. Yeah. I don't know. It was pretty um, easy to use, but moving on. So like to pair with my knife sharpener, I also really like, um, this brand of cutting boards that are supposed to be good for your knives. So 
We got um, Epicurean cutting boards. So one thing I have to tell everybody is Joe and I have a strict rule of if we're going to buy it for the kitchen, it has to go in the dishwasher. Like... (laughs) that's a really good rule yeah so even even telling like mom because you know she likes to buy fancy things i'm like if it can't go in the dishwasher don't don't buy it like it's going in the dishwasher so um these epicurean cutting boards are like really clean uh we've put them in the dishwasher we haven't seen any staining and we've had them for many years i mean we do a good scrub on them every now and again but like they have been wonderful and they don't really dull your knife, which is great. And you don't get like the nicks in them, like the plastic ones, which has been really amazing. So if you're in the market for a cutting board, definitely look into those. They're a little more expensive, but I love them. Cool. Yeah. You get what you pay for, right? Mm-hmm. Are they made out of plastic? Um, I want to say they're composite, but let me see. The reason why I ask is because... Um, I've heard that cutting into plastic is bad for your knives. Not saying that you have this problem because you sharpen them so often, but um, I'm just curious as to um, if they're also not plastic, that's probably good for your knives. It's paper composite. Cool. Yeah. That's awesome. Even better. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I love it. The, the flat one with the thumb hole is my favorite. Um, we also use it for cheese plates. Uh, they do have some that have like the edges on them with like the plastic on the corners, but those come off. Don't buy those. They're not, they're not as good as the flat one. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Oh gosh. Um, well, I, I will go. Um, I will say one of my good um, gadgets that may be a hot take here is um, the microplane. Mm, so it, it is not a small plane. Yeah. <laughs> uh, for any of you who are thinking about that, uh, basically the microplane is used for zesting things. It's used for, um, uh, I'm not going to figure out what the correct term is. Shredding cheese. Uh, I don't really shred cheese on my microplane. Maybe for like, oh, actually for Parmesan. Yeah. Mm-hmm. For harder cheeses. Yeah. Um, and then also like, I want to say like grinding nutmeg. What? Like, sh- I don't shred nutmeg, but you know, you use yeah. the microplane for that. I think grinding um, is nutmeg grinding. just sounds weird. Yeah. grinding. Okay, yeah. Um, but yeah, so I can use it for a lot of different things. And not that I really have ever used it for nutmeg, but I've seen other people do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I use it a lot for um, citrus. So before that, I, I had really no way of zesting anything. And I think there is an actual, like, zester gadget. Mm. It has four little holes at the end. It kind of looks like um, – it, it almost looks like a cat paw. Right, but it. it oh, anyway. I think I know what you're talking about. And you like pull it back against the. Yeah. yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, but I've seen even like professional chefs use a microplane to zest things. Oh, zest yeah. things. I use it for uh, ginger, like grinding down mm. ginger really quick because mm-hmm. you can just grab a knob off your ginger and just like make a paste really quick. That's one of my favorite uses for uh, the microplane. That and of course zesting things. It's wonderful. Yeah, agreed. Uh, so I, what I'm surprised it, that you haven't mentioned yet, though, is your Instant Pot or your food processor. Oh, yeah. Well, I was saving the best for last, of course. <laughs> um, so the food processor is probably one of my favorite, like, prep ingredient or prep pieces of equipment because, okay, I know that there's, like, a mandolin and all this other kind of fun stuff, and you can use a knife to chop your, like, vegetables, but if you're looking for something that's fast prep, 
that you can you can chop you can slice i sound like a qvc commercial but i'm telling you like you can shred cheese in that thing they have all these attachments and like my mom has one that like you can adjust the size of the slicing so the mandolin i understand like you can make really thin slices you can adjust the size of the slicing the reason that the food processor is better is there's no risk of cutting your fingers off you just stick them in there and you like push it down and it works out great like I love the food processor for prepping, especially for mushrooms, because God, those things roll around all over the place. Like, <laughs> so we use that a lot. Um, we also use it for shredding things quickly. Um, and then, of course, you make pesto in it. I also can make bread dough in it. Uh, I make my pie crust, my most famous pie crust in there. Um, and it always comes out perfect. And honestly, if you're living in like a warmer climate, it's almost better to use your food processor because it won't like your butter won't melt before you're able to like incorporate it into anything that needs uh, like basically a pastry cutter. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, before before I go off on the on the mandolin, <laughs> do you have anything else that's good? <laughs> I do. I mean, there's other there's other like honorable mentions. Like, of course, everybody knows the KitchenAid is the best. Right. I I forgot we have one more thing. Yeah. And everybody knows I love my Instant Pot. But I mean, these are ones that like you and I haven't talked about too much. Like Instant Pot's mm. the best. If you ever have to move, like bring your Instant Pot because you can saute in it you can um you plug it into a wall like even you can even like cook in it in the hotel if you want like you just plug it into the wall <laughs> i mean i mean don't get kicked out of your hotel but like you can like saute in the bottom then you can pressure cook you can if you have two pots you can just do a couple things at the same time it's real great so instant pot one of the best things i've ever gotten the thing I was thinking about was we talked about how we both love a garlic press mm -hmm. and so does mom. And I think you said people hate the garlic press, right? Yeah, because they say it's so hard to clean. But I don't understand that except for if you're like Joe, who will just leave it with the smashed garlic inside until you do the <laughs> dishes the next day. Then, yeah, garlic gets sticky and then you can't get it off. But guys, if you just like run your garlic press directly under the water and push it out really quick, it comes clean. And you don't have to sit there and chop it. I was reading that people are like, oh, well, chefs like to mince their garlic. I said, or you could just throw six of those in there and smash them all at once. Like, <laughs> come on, save the time, people. Like, <laughs> Yeah, I am a big fan, especially, okay, my knife skills are not that great. And I know, um, tip here, in case you're interested, I know Sir Latab does um, knife skills classes, and I want to go there eventually. But I just... Like the amount of time that I have to sit there with my little knife, just chop, chop, chopping at the garlic. Like, and I try not to cut myself. I'm like, I'm just, it's so much easier. And for me, I just go in there. I do, I actually do one clove at a time normally. And honestly, I'm not making anything that calls for six cloves. It usually calls for three. So then I use six, exactly, right, exactly. But I just, you know, you open it up after you squish one, you take out, usually it's all still like connected. You just, pull it off, throw it in the garbage disposal and like do the next one. And honestly, 
the um, the opportunity cost of when I chop my own garlic and it's like uneven sized and not even minced. It's like barely sliced. I'm just like <laughs> I get that. Uh, uh. Yeah, and and the the time it takes to just press it. I when I got a garlic press, I was like, wow, this is my new favorite thing. <laughs> I love the garlic. Well, okay, so mom used to have this really cool garlic press that she couldn't figure out how to use, so I figured it out. She's like, it's the worst, and I was like, mom, you can crush like ten cloves of garlic in here all at the same time, and she. She's like, what? And then she still couldn't figure out how to get it to open because it would like clamp shut so that you could like oh, keep it going. But yeah. um, apparently she broke it, which is sad. But then she got these like stainless steel ones because mine also broke because I had an OXO one for like a really long time. Anyway, and this thing is like a beast. Like I can put in, mm. it only fits like three cloves of garlic, but man, all of it comes out. It's wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's move on to the bad. Okay, but also we didn't talk about your uh, microplane disaster. And I really got to know about the microplane. I mean, not the microplane, guys. I meant the mandolin because I equally agree it is the worst. Ah, yes. Okay, so we'll kick off the bad things with the mandolin Mm -hmm. because here's, here's my issue, okay? So, yes, it is a dangerous tool. Normally that wouldn't stop me, okay? But what... (laughs) I have an issue with is the fact that I bought a mandolin and I was so excited and I'm pretty sure it was on my Christmas list and either mom or dad got it for me and I was so excited and then let me tell you sorry mom and dad but I have not used it because I will tell you exactly what I got it for I got it to make one of those fancy lasagna things where it's like veggie lasagna it's good for you blah blah health and I was like yeah I need that because before so you can also use a vegetable peeler it doesn't work as well especially for like the bigger vegetables like eggplant or if you're gonna make like an eggplant lasagna or something but for like zucchini noodles or something like um I have no idea where my spiralizer went at some (laughs) point I lost it in some move and two like which I'm like good job person who is moving me who now has a spiralizer I'm like I hope you use it uh but anyway so I um I bought the mandolin right to make this vegetable lasagna and I feel like I used it one time and like I just it's just so clunky and maybe it's user error like maybe I'm the problem no Mm -mm. I mean, it is the worst. It's the worst. And and if you put something in there, you got to poke holes in it if you don't want your fingers to come off. Mm-hmm. And so you get to the end and it's like mine has this weird like retractable thing where it like pushes into the yes, end. I, we have the same one. We must have oh the same God. one. Oh my God. And it's like by the time you're done, you're like, cool. Now what do I do with this like two inches of, <laughs> of vegetable that I decided not to use? Like, great. Totally. Yeah, exactly. No, I agree. And I... I have this fear of chopping off my like fingers or fingernail by just like going too fast on it. And they make it look like it's really easy to pass your stuff through there. But like, I got to tell you guys, like, I try to go quickly, but if I go too quickly, it's like half of it's one size, then the then the <laughs> potato gets stuck and you're like, well, great. Yes, then you have to yes. reverse it out. It's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I'm glad you share my hate for the mandolin. Just use your food processor. Like, come on. Ugh, the worst. Ugh. Anyway, all right, let's move on to another one. Um, you go, because I just went. Okay. Um, all right. I put 
the microwave bacon cooker on here <laughs> only because you can cook more QVC. I know. Well, you can cook your your microwave on the stove or in the air fryer, and it comes out nice and crispy. Now, why? You mean you can cook your bacon? Yeah. I mean, I would cook my microwave if I could, but <laughs> sorry, I got an extra friend that's helping me talk. Um, yeah. So you can cook your bacon. On the stove, you can cook it on in the air fryer if you don't want to watch it, and it comes out great. It's crispy. You get like some of the bendy parts. Um, I don't know if you've seen that recent like post on Instagram where they're like, "Where do you like your bacon?" And I'm like, "I'm definitely like a four, so <laughs> somewhere in the middle." Like, um, I like it where you can't really see the fat anymore, but you know it's there. But if you put it in the microwave, it's like rubber bacon. But okay, or you could be like my grandpa who will put it in there until it's all crispy. And then you're just like <laughs> chewing on it like it's beef jerky. Like you got two settings here, either it's rubber bacon or it's beef jerky, like or it's raw. Like, <laughs> um, All right. So what about Let's see. Um, you said another bad option is the pastry cutter. Why is that? Um, I didn't. I don't think I put the pastry cutter on here because I actually like my pastry cutter. Um, but I feel like oh, I feel like it's I bad. Have done it. Okay, because you you said that you like forks, but hold on. Um, <laughs> the reason that I feel like I I actually like the pastry cutter because. I, I feel like I have control, but like I said, you can also use your food processor for it. So for me, like, mm. I like my pastry cutter. I'll use it. But I think to Emily's point, there's other things. So why is it on here? Yeah. So I don't. Okay. I like to use my hands for things, right? <laughs> and Emily's sparse kitchen, as we've discussed previously on the pod. I just, I'm like, if I don't need it, I don't need it. Like, I've already had so many more kitchen gadgets that I need mm -hmm. in my one-person household plus my fur baby that I don't necessarily need a pastry cutter. Would it be great? Yes. Yes, it would. <laughs> no, mom, please don't buy it for me. <laughs> anyway, um, I, when I'm making, so I actually went through this phase where I was, like, baking a lot and, you know, made pies a lot. And um, I realize that you can really just use your hands like you can use your hands to like break up that butter and as long as you're not making it in like the heat of the seattle summer where we don't have any air conditioning in our apartments and everything is just melting including yourself as long as you have the the pea-sized you know uh butter slices or you know grain granules whatever um you'd be fine mm -hmm. and that's why i feel like the pastry cutter it's nice but the only time you really use it and this is why it's in the bad and not the ugly category for me is the only time you really use it is to make pastry oh um, yeah if you're not if you're not a pastry chef like you use it maybe one time a year and for people like me who are all about efficiency and not having more than they need i feel like it doesn't make sense no i get it i mean you also they they even on half the time on the recipes that call for using a pastry cutter they're like or you can use these five other options which means that the other five <laughs> options actually work too they're like you can use two knives but that's my favorite yes. one because i just want to laugh because i just imagine somebody <laughs> sitting there with two knives and like cutting their flour <laughs> Okay, here's, here's here's how you do it. If you don't have a pastry cutter, when you make pie dough or whatever with, um, wait, I don't use two knives, but I do cut the butter into like small squares, not so small that it looks like those beads that in the 90s used to like put in designs and then like iron on, you know what I'm yep, talking yep, about? Yep, I do. Okay, 
not that small, like where they're like the size of a bead, but um, probably like like half an inch, like half an inch by half an inch. Okay. And then I just use my hands and I like push it through the dough and I get it all combined and then I put it in the freezer for however long and then I work the dough. Exactly. Like, you know. Well, to your point, I have this like method of how I cut my butter. So I cut it all into its little tablespoon sizes. And then I open the whole, th- well, so I obviously open the butter beforehand. I cut it into its tablespoon sizes. And then while the butter is still like a stick, but you cut it, I cut it in half. And then I roll it on its side and I cut it in half again. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's what I'm talking about. I should have just said that. <laughs> that's the best way to like pre-portion your butter so that they're all about the same size cube. Totally. And then I just smush it into the dough. That's what I do. <laughs> Comes out great. Yeah. I mean, hey, if it works, it works. Um, okay. So then also on here, you put um, egg slicer. Okay. So my my fault with the egg slicer, one, is like, why don't you just use a knife? Mm-hmm. It does the exact same thing. Mm-hmm. Like, like, just hold the egg while you're slicing it. It's not a huge deal. I do get it. So my favorite salad place out here has an egg slicer. And I get that, right? They're, like, trying to be quick about it, whatever. Whenever you get an egg on the salad, you, you know, get it. But for a home cook, I'm like, why do you need that? <laughs> why? Well, okay. So, like, I did some research to be like, oh, well, are the are there any bad ones that we forgot about? And um, mm-hmm. somebody put freaking banana slicer but i just want to say like anything that has to be this goes for apple slicer like all of that stuff just use a knife and then i saw this one for a banana slicer which for some reason they decided to make like at an angle and i'm like not all bananas are shaped like that so like what's the point of that (laughs) (laughs) well and then i was like maybe you can use an egg slicer for an avocado but like realistically unless you're gonna Peel that avocado, and they have an avocado slicer too, right? Mm-hmm. It looks like an egg slicer, but it's a handheld, and you just like like scoop it out while you're slicing. I was like, oh my god, <laughs> things have gotten too crazy, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, well, but this works for me. I eat so much avocado. Oh my god. I'm like, who are you? LA? LA queen? Queen of LA? Not me. No. Uh, anyway. Yeah. So, okay. Moving on. Um... <laughs> Then one of my other ones was, uh, I have this issue with this garlic peeler that we got. So I don't know how to explain it. There used to be these like little toys where, or like, I guess, what are they? Chinese finger traps kind of. So it's like shaped like this tube and it's like, you're supposed to roll the tube on the counter and then somehow you're supposed to roll all the peel off the garlic. But I got to <laughs> tell you, like garlic isn't shaped round so like you're just like clumping or like just imagine trying to roll something that's not round like a square like rock. yeah you're like, like rock. let me just roll this around and it's just like slap it in there and i'm like am i supposed to push down if i push down then it's flattened and then it's like it's such a nightmare and then half the time half the peel's still on there so just chop it and smash it and call it a day I feel like I do get some of my anger out sometimes when it's time to peel garlic and I just like smack my knife on top of mm-hmm. it and I'm like, ah! yeah, you know, uh-huh. anyway. Yeah. Um, so that's always also great to relieve, relieve stress. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, yeah, I agree. And actually in preparation for this episode, I had a lot of garlic because fun fact, when you use Marley spoon, not sponsored, but something I tried, which is like Martha Stewart's version of these like meal delivery kits, right? Um, they send you like a whole head of garlic whenever you need like one clove of garlic. So I was sitting here with like, I tried it. I don't, I no longer use it, which 
ping us if you want the explanation. But anyway, um, so we used, um, so I had, so I was sitting here with like three heads of garlic, mind you, not three cloves of garlic, three entire heads of garlic on my counter. So I was like, hey, I know we're going to have this episode where we're going to talk about this and being bad. So I tried it with an entire like head's worth of garlic. And I just like shoved it all in this little like maybe what is that like five inches, six inches long mm-hmm. kind of like tubey thing. Mm-hmm. And I shoved it all in there. And I was like, rolling, rolling, rolling. And I swear to you, it got off maybe like two out of the like seven cloves <laughs> that were in there. So agreed. I mean, I will keep it because we got it from Sir Latab at some point for Christmas. And it was something that, you know, I'm sure mom and dad were like, hey, this looks cool. Let me buy it. Yeah. But at the same time, I'm just like, you know, I, mm, I feel like it works for like one or two cloves. But then I'm like, well, I might as well just smash it and get all my anger out. Yeah. And also, I feel like in the time it takes to clean that thing and swirl it all around, I'm like, could I have smashed these two cloves of garlic? Probably. <laughs> so there's no added efficiency there, which you know I'm all about. Yes. Okay. Last one on the list is the spork. The spork. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone from, I don't know, do you, I wish I knew like someone who was like in school nowadays so I could ask if they still do sporks at school. Yeah. I mean, that's what, I, that's the only thing we had in our um, school lunches. Yes, it was a spork and a napkin wrapped in plastic. And if you bought lunch, that's what you got. You got a spork and a napkin. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. No knife, no fork, no spoon, just a spork. Um, oh, and probably a plastic straw for your for your milk that you could choose. Yes. They said we have 15 types of white milk, even though we know all the kids are going to pick chocolate. Like, totally, <laughs> totally. Yeah. Anyway, moving on. All right. So we got through the bad. Then we moved to the absolute worst kitchen gadgets. Like, why do people have these? <laughs> Number one. The absolute worst, and this was the easiest one for me to pick, is the herb stripper. Like, I don't even know why people need this thing. Because half the time, if you put your... Even if you try and strip it with your fingers, that herb is coming apart. So I don't know what anybody thought sticking it through a piece of plastic and running it really quick would do that your fingers won't do. And I, like, we don't have one. Or maybe we do and I just never use it. But, like, we... The worst thing to do is like time, right? Because their their sticks are really brittle, and so half the time I wind up throwing like sticks of time in my stuff. But you know, whatever, it's fine. But I can't imagine like running that through the herb stripper is going to make it any better. It's not. Do you have yes, one? Yes, I do. <laughs> I sure do. And it's got so it's this little green dish, and it has like one of the sides comes up. Basically, it's like a little bowl, and one of the sides comes up, and it has like different different sized holes, and you're supposed to like run the stick of rosemary or thyme or anything through it right and it's supposed to like catch whatever you're running through like the leaves of the stick right in the in the bowl area let me tell you i have tried that so many times and the amount of times that i have gotten a actual stick even just like through the hole completely <laughs> is like 0. 0.00000 keep going with a lot of zeros one like, it is not helpful. It's not good. It's not great. Like, you, like, I'm sorry. I'm all for innovation. But at one point, like, that's just not a great thing. I'm, I'm not a fan <laughs> either. 
Oh gosh, no. I I bet you get more use out of the bowl than you do about uh, the actual like stripper of the herb. Honestly, I don't even know where mine is. <laughs> I yeah, I just I feel like I have enough struggle just trying to pick the leaves off my thyme. But just think about it. You could do the same thing with your two fingers. You just hold one end and then you go backwards down the stalk and then all of the herbs fall off magically. It's really crazy. <laughs> All right. Well, what what is another one that is falls into the ugly category for you? Okay, so for me, it's the egg separator. Again, <laughs> this one probably could have been like I just don't. It's kind of like the herb stripper. Like, why do we need this? Like, I understand that sometimes people like get eggshell in there, but just fish your finger around in there. You probably got egg on your hand anyway when you cracked it. Like, honestly, if you're really bad at egg separating, crack the egg. And then just drop it between your fingers and let the egg white fall off. Like you don't, you do not need a specific egg separator, which is a bowl that you have to put another bowl in and hope that you get the yolk like in the middle. But it it doesn't make any sense to me. I thought you were talking about that thing that's on Instagram. That's like a suction cup thing. It's like a plastic circle. Like kind of think of like a, Almost like an icing bag, you know? Mm-hmm. And so you know how that when you when you do icing on like a cupcake, you've got the plastic bag and then you've got like the metal tip, right? So imagine if that metal tip was like actually the size of an egg yolk and then the plastic bag was like enclosed at the top. You basically like there's this thing on Instagram where it's like an egg separator and it basically like suctions out the egg yolk from the egg white and you're supposed to squish the like plastic bag part and then you like... <sighs> the egg yolk like into that and I was just like that sounds so dumb oh my god I can't imagine that it actually works just for the egg yolk I mean what I feel like you have to be able yeah okay but like also so I tried to look it up while you were talking about it but I found this really disgusting thing so they have an egg separator where you crack the egg into it and then you pour out the egg white Mm. And somebody made it so that you're pouring it out of, like, something that's shaped like a face's nose. Ew! I mean, they are pretty goopy, but... Yeah. I'm like, not only are egg separators stupid, but let's just make it even worse by making it also disgusting. Ay, ay, ay. People will do anything these days. Yeah, for money or for a laugh, I guess. I don't Maybe know. Maybe a but laugh, yeah. Yeah, not for me. I mean, I don't think it's funny. Just gross. Agreed. But That's why it's ugly. In the ugly category. Yeah. Okay, That's so right. but something else you mentioned was a pie bird. I also don't know what that is. Oh my gosh. Okay, so there's this like thing that people used to use and they, maybe some people still use them, but like you're supposed to put it in like the middle of your pie to like vent out steam and it's like a, it's actually shaped like a bird and mm. like the bird's head like tips up to the ceiling and it looks like the steam is coming out and stuff like that. But I mean I've made so many pies and have never thought, man, let me stick a bird in the middle to like hope the steam will come out and my pie won't overflow. Like just put a sheet underneath and I'm sure it will work out just fine. I don't know. I know you've never even heard of it. So that's definitely an ugly, definitely don't need it because Emily's made pie that's been delicious. I've made pie that has been delicious and we've never even used or owned a pie bird. <laughs> yes. 
hundred percent agreed. Um, something I put on the ugly list was those mug warmers that were like really hot in the, again, Instagram area. I don't know, a couple years ago, maybe like three years ago where everyone was like, oh, you plug this USB cord into your laptop and you get this like little, it looks like a coaster. Yeah. And you like warm up your coffee cup. It's like for people who drink coffee, but maybe don't guzzle it right after they get it. And they're like, oh, I wish my coffee was still warm. Let me tell you, like you can microwave it. And like, maybe it would Uh be good for you to step away from your computer and microwave your coffee cup. Like you don't need one of these. (laughs) Additionally, I had one. It was given to me by a friend who was like moving out of the country and like, it was cool, but like, do I need it? Absolutely not. Absolutely Hmm. not. I never even heard of that. I've heard of like the self-warming mugs. Nope. Nope. This was literally, it looks like a coaster with a USB cord coming out of it and you plug it into something and it like stays warm. And then, you know me, I hate fire possibilities. So Mm -hmm. there you go. Yeah. I don't know. I, I can see the use for it because my microwave's all the way on the other side of my house and I like my coffee like piping hot Mm. when I drink it. But I still feel like you're probably right. It's much better to get up and microwave your coffee because then you step away from your computer for one second. Because if given the chance, I'd probably sit there and look at my like data all day, you know? So, yep. The only thing left is cookie cutters. I think these probably could have got in the bad category, but like they are really like they can be a real treat, <laughs> especially the ones that don't have. Like, so, okay, so Emily and I used to make a lot of Christmas cookies when we were younger. Like, it was one of the, our favorite things to do. Um, sometimes they would be good when we were in a good mood. But then by the time we were done with all the dough that my mom would make, because she would make, like, six dozen cookies worth of sugar cookie dough. And Emily and I were like, yeah, make it all. <laughs> and then we'd make, like, three batches. And then we'd be, like, on the fourth batch, we're like, Oh, and everything is like melting. And so my mom had these cookie cutters that like, they were like the impression ones where it would cut it. But then because we lived in Florida, all our cookie dough would be like kind of like hot at that point. So then we would like try and scrape it out because they didn't have like a hole on the other side. We were just like kind of like scraping it out. And oh, God, I just remember. And it would come out and it would be all wonky. And both of us would be like, oh, is it Santa on the sleigh or is it a blob? <laughs> And then we just try and fix it with as much like sprinkles as we possibly could to make it look like what it originally was supposed to be. And dad would eat them. Yep. He would eat all of them and he'd be like, oh, it's good to be. <laughs> oh, man. To wrap up. Uh, yeah. The, that was the perfect one to wrap up the ugly category. Yeah, because those cookies were quite ugly, but <laughs> we always started strong. It was just the ending. We just never stuck the ending. Well, we did stick it right into the cookie cutter. <laughs> But, all right, so that moves us on to our final category, guilty pleasures. Things you love, but definitely do not need to take up space in your kitchen. (laughs) All right, you want to go first or should I? Sure, I will go first. So, um, for some reason, when I moved to Pennsylvania, I thought it would be really fun to get a bread maker. And I honestly didn't use it in for like three years. And then suddenly in Green Bay, I was like, you know what? I got this. My mom got me a mini bread maker. Mm. And I was like, oh, I got this bread maker. Let me try it. And it is great. I love it so much. We actually like 
the nice thing about our bread maker is that it also has a dough setting so it won't actually bake it so if you want to like have pizza dough it'll rise your dough and like keep it at a like temperature and like a good temperature for like yeast for about an hour and so joe and i will make our pizza dough in there too but i know it's something that i don't need and i know it's something that i can just like probably make pizza dough in a bowl at my house and it's fine but the beauty of it is that you literally just take the flour pour it in there you take the water you pour it in there and then you press go and you walk away you walk away and then you come back in like two hours and guess what it's ready and you just put it in the oven and it's lovely or you walk away for three hours and you have bread and that's it. <laughs> like it's great and it's fresh and it's delicious. And so, yes, it takes up a lot of space. Yes, I probably could do it in my oven, but no, I don't want to. <laughs> and I like it. Bam. There we go. Um, All right. Last but not least. Last but not least, I have the crepe maker. <laughs> I have been given so much crud about my crepe maker and the fact that I will not give it up and yes I like keep it on hand in a like very accessible space in my kitchen because I will tell you what I used to have shout out to Leah my old roommate like I used to make crepe brunches for us all the time I continue to make Aww. them to this day like my favorite food I think hands down forever in my life is going to be crepes. I just love them. They're so great. You can mm -hmm. make them savory. You can make them sweet. And they're just, oh, they're so delicious. Like I just, oh, my love of crepes is just, it's overwhelming, guys. <laughs> but it probably holds the perfect temperature too, right? Well, it's not like too hot. So, okay. So here's my crepe maker description, guys. It has an on and off button and it looks like a circular griddle if you've ever been to one of those like crepe maker like fast food like grab and go mm -hmm. go type places it's literally that thing it's a flat top and it's yes here's why it's a guilty pleasure is because you could just make them in a frying pan that's what my dad does but i am not as skilled as my dad in making crepes mm -hmm. so therefore i need the little wood thing that like looks like a capital t and you dip it in water oh, yeah. and you like do the thing where you spread it out that's why i love the crepe maker that and the fact it has like a little like raised ledge on the side so um when you make them that big like it's totally okay it doesn't like go over the side and make a mess you don't have to like do the whole like dance with the frying pan where you're like swooshing it around everywhere to like get it spread out but anyway, that's why I love my crate maker because I use it a lot, even though it may be the only thing that I can make on it. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, same with my bread maker. It makes like bread and pizza dough and that's it, which I guess is another version of bread, but you know, whatever. But I mean, I guess that's the end of our good, bad, ugly, and extra special. <laughs> Yes, agreed. Um, thanks, everybody, for listening. We always appreciate it. Uh, if you have any ideas for any episodes, let us know. Uh, we're going to try and get this out on time, unlike the last one. We have jobs. <laughs> <laughs> yes. we. If, if you, you want us to get these out on time, rate, review, and subscribe to our <laughs> podcast. And give us five stars because then maybe we'll move up and we won't have to have jobs anymore. So... <laughs> There you go. On iTunes, on Spotify, you can follow us, you can rate us. Thank you guys so much for listening, and we will talk to you in two weeks. Have a drink on us, but not on us. Bye. Okay, bye. <laughs>